0: G'day, Tear Baggers It's Wheel here. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, or uh, Happy Festivus, or Happy Kwanzaa, uh, whatever you might celebrate, or just having a holiday at this time of the year. Or maybe you're just at work uh, and you don't care for my season's greetings. Or maybe you're listening to this at a completely different time. Uh, and why wouldn't you be? This is actually a podcast from a different time. Uh, uh, it's the end of the year and so I'm trying to clean out all the recordings that I have and I have two up my sleeve. Uh, this one is with the fabulous Roisin Connerty. Uh Make sure you check out Roisin on uh, Twitter. Uh, tell you heard her here on the podcast. I think she's an absolutely fantastic act. Uh, somebody that I've always admired as a comedian and it was really great to have this chat with her. Uh, we got to hang out really kind of one-on-one for the first time and uh, we get on like a house on fire, so I hope you're really going to enjoy this episode too. If you want to see me live, uh, uh, January 19th, of course, Sydney Opera House, the final night of the Illuminati Tour. There are still tickets on sale for that. And my new tour, Free Will, is on sale in Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne. At the moment, uh, my other podcast, Willosophy, is back. Uh, you have to Google Willosophy with Will Anderson. Uh, we've got a new link, don't use the old link, if you've got the old philosophy link, uh, it's a new link, it's called Philosophy with Will Anderson, there's a new episode with John Safran, all the old episodes are there, and then in the new year we'll have uh, new episodes happening uh, on that website as well, so check that out, but uh, in the meantime, I hope you enjoy uh, Roisin, and I hope you enjoy the Guy Branham episode that'll be coming next, and then... Uh, that's all the old episodes I have up my sleeve so plenty of brand new ones in the in the new year so um enjoy this uh, enjoy your holidays if you're having them and uh, I'll talk to you again soon
1: Everyone relax. This is tough
2: Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello, my, uh, bleh, bleh. hello, and welcome to Fop. Faux Faux. I'm Will Anderson, and uh, first time guest Charlie Corson, Rochelle Connolly is here. How are you?
2: I'm very good. How are you? Uh,
1: it's exciting to have you here. Thank you very much for being Thank on you the for podcast. Me. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours. I think you're very funny. I think you're brilliant. Likewise, well, I, like I had a moment with you at a party the other night because we've. Uh, like, I mean, we've met before, yeah. but we've never like, really hung out that no, much, right? No, different
2: continents. Yeah, different continents, <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. And uh, and even when we're in different continents, we might be in other continents. <laughs> yeah. It's very difficult to <laughs> yeah. keep track of people in this busy world. But as it turned out, we were an Australian who used to live in England's American house. That's right. And that's where we finally got to hang that, out a little bit. That's where it happened. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, had a, I was actually saying to Matt Kirshen, it was such a weird thing. It almost felt like a high school romance because <laughs> I want I you to do the show, but, like, I didn't know if I knew you well enough to be like, hey, can you come and do the show? So I was, like, giving Matt the whole, hey, maybe you could come and do the show and, like, you could bring her with you and then maybe we could do the show together. But anyway, then we talked and now I've cut him out of it. Yeah. So.
2: <laughs> So, Thanks thank for having you. me. No, it's uh, I, I was uh, very pleased you asked. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. It's what fun. are you doing in uh, America at the moment? I'm sort of on a bit of a holiday and I'm having a few meetings, which sounds very vague, which is what they are. Yeah, Vague <laughs> um, meetings. This yeah. is
1: the town of vague meetings. Yeah.
2: Um, sort of on a holiday. I was meant to be, I was filming, meant to be uh, filming a sitcom in, over the summer and sort of this period. And Rick Mail died in uh, Man Down 2. So that sort of got put off. So I had a bit of time. And so I went to New York for a week and I stayed with, uh, and I hung out with uh, lovely Maeve Higgins. Oh, nice. Yes, that was nice. And my dad's family are there. So I sort of met them for the first time in a few years, which was really interesting and Oh, fun. okay. Well, we, for
1: a few years, like, made that sentence not quite as interesting as I thought <laughs> it was going. I thought you were going to say, and I met them for the first time.
2: So one of them I did, I think? Oh, because okay. my dad's sister and husband live there, and they've got, like, a bar in Wall Street, and their son, and I'd never met their son. So I did meet one of them for the first time, because my dad died, like, 12 years ago. So mm-hmm. I met... I haven't seen them since then, like, in Ireland. So, it was really nice. It was nice hanging out with them. But it was kind of like... And they were really cool. You know, you sort of go, I hope they're cool. Right. Like, we're going to go for dinner. This is going to be... But they were lovely and my cousins were lovely. So, that was kind of a family
1: reunion. That's interesting. Because I yeah. imagine, like, when you've got family... And because, you know, you, uh, like, have done a bunch of stuff that people... so. If you had a family member that's doing what you do, that would be interesting to them as well. Totally. They'd be like, what's she going to be like?
2: Totally, yeah. Like, they you know. were sort of uh, – and they'd seen loads of the stuff I'd done and it uh-huh. was kind of weird. You know, you sort of forget over the years, like little bits and bobs and not necessarily the things you thought they would have saw or listened to. Like they'll they sort of bring up news quiz, like a radio right. show and, you know, like, which is great. Yeah. they sort of – I'm like, oh, okay. And sort of, you know, yeah. So they were really sweet. Um, went for food. I just, yeah, I was in New York for like 10, eight days, and then I've been in LA, and I'm here till Monday. So I've been hanging out. There's, I know more people in LA, so it's always like, just sort of very, like, and your show's here, you're here, Matt Kirshen's here, there's a few others, and uh, my agent's office are here. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. I, uh... Been to see a bit of comedy. What else have I done? I haven't done much here though. So you
1: did go and see comedy because that's always an interesting question when you're on a holiday. Yeah. Like, do you get into a comedy club or not? For you, you, you went, you were cool with that?
2: I went because I went to the comedy cellar in New York because mm. I wanted to see it. I well, wanted of course, to- you got to yeah. go to the cellar. Totally, yeah. so I went down to, to watch that and that was great. And then I- <laughs> Last time I was
1: in New York because <laughs> yeah. I honestly had never been to the cellar to see a show at this stage. I have since, but when this first happened, yeah. I went down there and it wasn't open yet and I had to do something that <laughs> night. So I had, went to the cafe upstairs and then if you use the toilet in the cafe upstairs, it's down in the cellar in the comedy club, right? Well,
2: so, the noise, like the – what do you mean? It's down – oh, okay, so you have to go downstairs. Right. Okay, I put yeah, yeah, like,
1: so, so imagine yeah. you're in the cafeteria upstairs. Okay. Their toilet is the comedy cellar toilet. Oh, I see. So during the day, if you go to the toilet and say you accidentally go through the wrong door and have a bit of a nosy around, right. you can actually have a look in there by yourself, allegedly, I've Oh, heard. my God. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. cool. So obviously they probably thought I had food poisoning, yeah. saying that I went down <laughs> there for like 20 <laughs> minutes. But <laughs> –
2: there's Aussie guys, real sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a great club. Uh, and that I went and I saw something the other night. I went to Matt Kirshen was at a gig. I Don't ask me where it was. It's a, okay. it's in it was in Hollywood somewhere. That was fun. Some good acts, you know. Um, very, everyone has
1: short spots here. That sort of... So you get to see a lot of comedy quite fast. Right, you know. that is... That's definitely true. Like, yeah. there's so many people, like who have like i think it's really interesting for people who come from you know where we come from yeah. particularly you know where that longer form stuff is really encouraged Yeah totally. like, I mean, for you, when you went to Edinburgh, and because yeah. uh, for people who don't know, and maybe there'll be people who are listening to this who don't know you, um, like you first kind of like came to prominence when you won the newcomer at Edinburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. What well, what year was that? 2010. Right. And how much comedy had you done before that? I've like, been
2: going a while. I've been going, I, I wasn't full time. Mm-hmm. I sort of been going like about five years on and off. Six years, I reckon. How many years? Yeah, five years. Um I sort of did... I had no... My story into comedy is not very interesting. Like, it was literally... I was in a, I was in a pizza restaurant in Crouch End moaning about my life. And uh, my friend Danielle was like, you should do stand-up. I was like, damn straight, I should do stand-up. Right. I'm already then, in Crouch yeah, End, which is where and, most of them live in yeah, London. And then she went and put my name down. And three months later, I did my first gig. And anyone who sort of done stand-up, I think... Uh, my first gig was great. I thought it was amazing. I thought, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I imagine, I imagine they'd be waiting for me. Right. You, know, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> I did it on a really bad night. Everyone else on an open spot night was right. kind of bad. So I was uh-huh. like, oh, of course, you know. And then second gig is when you realise how bad you are. Right. Uh, and I was like, wow. And then I sort of didn't, It'd five. be an
1: amazing documentary, yeah. like, to make, like, because th- that is an experience that a lot of people do have. Yeah. That's, like, a common experience. If yeah. your other experience isn't common, that having a great first gig <laughs> and then having a terrible second gig, I think it would be a great, like, you know, sort of, like, Michael Apted 7-Up style yeah. series. But all you have to do is get comedians and follow them between their first gig and their second gig. Oh. So you follow them, to like, basically from the first gig, you pick someone who did well and yeah. then just follow them around all week, the shit they're saying to their friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, like, because the arrogance sort of like, you're like, oh my God, I mean, oh I'm probably going to be on TV <laughs> in six weeks. I mean, I probably should quit everything and start getting better friends <laughs> yeah. because this is, I'm going to go and buy a fur jacket yeah. just in case. Totally. Right? It's because totally that. you turn into a monster between that first one and the then when. You just, the- like, of course, of course I'm that.
2: And then I hadn't, like, I hadn't yeah it's mad in the second gig is i think but it's like crack or whatever it is that first gig you're chasing that feeling and that's what gets you to do stand-up again i think i think if i'd had a bad first gig i would never have done it again whereas some comics would have i think they knew they wanted to be comedians i didn't i'd secretly always known i was without sounding like a douche i like i'm always like a second away from a laugh like Uh i will you know that's sort of my natural state i'm always ready to laugh and wanting to laugh i think um even in a deep conversation or whatever, I'm always sort of... And not like looking for the gag. I just always feel like everything's funny. I find right. it, most things quite funny. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think if I'd had a bad first gig, I think I would have been like, oh, I'm never going to do it again. Where some comics would be like, it's, you know... I didn't know anything about the industry. I was so comedy illiterate. Uh, I remember doing a gig about six months in and someone said to me, great pull back and reveal. And
1: I was like, cool, yeah. I had
2: no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what they were talking yeah, about. if
1: I just... Yeah. <laughs> if I sent you a tape of my... Like, if I sent you a transcript of my... Could you highlight... <laughs> What the, that is that I have done because that would be I mean I guess it's good for me yeah. to know.
2: I had no I you know the sort of the way you know I just had no I was. Not I'm still
1: not sure what that is. No, yeah. I don't still not sure what a pullback and reveal is. Do you know? Can you explain it to me now? pull back and reveal you
2: know if you say oh I was the, 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 oh, the sort of hackist one is like oh my, I was uh, having a wank the other day and uh, someone said get off the bus. It's when you give a piece of information and then you reveal a bigger piece of information. so yeah. You're like
1: oh, you know sort of the teacher right. like I said oh mum
2: yeah. you know that one like I
1: was, I was like wanking on the bus is more. A pull off and reveal <laughs> <laughs> that's a completely different one which
2: is the worst right. if, people, if people don't like pull back and reveals, they're going to hate pull off and
1: reveal and the pull off and reveal joke too is one of the real memes of when people start doing comedy yeah. it's one of those jokes that everyone kind of thinks it's not I don't think anyone thinks they've stolen like have stolen it from anyone or anything I think it's just one of those like basic jokes that just floats around because it's always a twist on it too it's always like and then they say get out of the 7-Eleven yeah. and you're like well that's I mean the other guy was on a bus yeah like, totally I mean, that's a different bit I suppose and
2: I think the thing is when you first I first time I, I was in a club in Kentish town I heard someone say it's, the audience were being dicks and I heard someone the, the, the compare went where did you learn to whisper in helicopter and oh. I was like best thing I've ever heard right and I was like this is the best this guy's a genius I actually thought yeah. that and then I said it to someone you know quite in the, and they were like yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's a thing. And I was like, no, no, he made this up yeah. in front of a really nasty audience. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, that's like stock phrase. But I was like, oh, I was like, it was incredible. I was one of them. But then the thing is, someone did make that up. That's right. a sad thing. I always think someone at one point did say, where did you learn to whisper in a helicopter? Left the gig and thought, I nailed it tonight. And then, like, years later, you walk around and everyone's saying it and you want to go, I, I did that. That's mine. I, that was my bit, you know.
1: Oh, mate. It's like the first person who did, um, you know, when somebody comes in late, can I get you anything, yeah. a drink, a fucking watch? Like,
0: somebody did that yeah, first. totally. Who is that person? Yeah. Also some- make a documentary about them.
1: While I'm dishing out documentaries... <laughs> <laughs> comedy documentaries. I want the one between first and second gig. And I want the, the originator. Let's find all the common, like, comedy yeah. things that have become those that's sort of, genuinely, like... genuinely,
2: in all seriousness, that's a really interesting documentary, though. Right. Uh, genuinely, that's a really... I'd love... I would watch I'd pay that. They were, like, the ones of that. I would totally watch it. Because it'd
1: be nice to also, like, talk to everyone. Because at every yeah. stage, someone's had to use, like... I mean, the more you... The older you get and the more experienced you get, the less you would ever use any sort of stock totally, line. Yeah. You just, but, you know, through the years. There's like you some know, great ones. And right. you sort of
2: go, this is actually a great, Gag, you know, like the, the, where, where do you learn to whisper when helicopter just it's, it's, at the time? I was like, that's so great, and I just think that's quite an interesting like, who someone said that for the first and I'll be interested to see if I watch right. who claims it, who yeah, who can go back as far and who was in the room and who could be like the night and what year because there's some point that someone you're trying to work out how it leaked, how right. it went around.
1: I mean, that would yeah, okay, I would totally right. watch well, it. Well, that's yeah. good. Okay, well, I'm gonna pitch, <laughs> if you go to a meeting yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Actually, we have, same, oh, we have the same managers, so right, if but, you could just mention that, <laughs> oh, well, that we've come we up with got like, some really yeah, good ideas ideas guys <laughs> you can use all your clients this yeah. is a brilliant thing it's like a it'll be a great project it'll employ a lot of people i've got no ideas but i was at will's house so yeah. let me just say- oh you're a co-producer yeah, yeah. no you're i mean i would not have been inspired without this conversation you've got to you've got to get in on that you've got to claim your ground very early on these things you don't want to be like one of these people no. from this documentary who are now living in poverty because they didn't claim their That's idea so funny yeah right uh, so uh, so you, I nearly quit All after right. my second gig. Okay, what so, happened? So I did first gig, you know, like you're saying, yeah. you know, had a really fan- fantastic experience. Second gig... Uh, okay, so <laughs> uh, so some people have who listen to this podcast regularly, but we might have new listeners, and it's always nice to have new listeners. Hello, if you're <laughs> here, uh, may have heard me tell this story before, but um, I haven't. so you have not, so it will be a completely fresh and new story Good. with you, right? So, uh, so I've done my first gig at the Espion St Kilda, um, 19 years ago, September 10, so c- a couple of weeks ago, basically, it's been 19 years wow. since that happened and uh so it went you know pretty well considering like you know like yeah. i mean if you ever look back on what you talked Course, about and yeah. whatever you're like i don't know how I went well, <laughs> no, yeah. and i'm not sure that i would like to hear back a tape of the laughs because i'm not sure they would match with what i imagined that gig <laughs> yeah. would like in my head go but, on, well. <laughs> so this guy's come up to me afterwards and offered me another gig you know buys into your theory of like this is gonna go well yeah. i am already been offered another gig he comes up to me he doesn't know it's my first gig he's come up to me and said hey um uh, would it be cool if you came and did uh, 10 minutes at my gig? Like, So I'd just done a five and like the gig was like, I think the next Wednesday or something like that. Oh so God. it wasn't a long way away, no. right? And my five, you know, was not probably not the tightest of fives at no, that stage. But I five probably... minutes
2: at that stage are huge amounts of, they're like hours effectively. Right. Writing a new five when you've only got five is the equivalent of writing an hour now. You're right. Like, I need a five, you
1: know? Right. So um, yeah, I did double what I had, but I was like, <laughs> well, I assumed that, to be honest, like, you know, how good I'd been at that first gig? Yeah. I assumed I was probably as good as someone who had 10 minutes already, right? Yeah. So I thought, you know, that's fine. I can get this together. So I've, I've said to the guy, uh, that, you know, that I'm happy to do the gig and like, you know, whatever, and I've got my 10 minutes. So then I get there on the night. There's not a lot of people there uh it's probably about like 15 people in the audience you know uh there's this beautiful girl behind the bar like really pretty like (laughs) bar girl you know like i'm this young comedian she's like the the dude who's running the gigs come up and he's going, you can get a free drink at the bar i'm just like this is the fucking best (laughs) what have i been wasting my life doing before this this is awesome there's a pretty girl like you know this is great um the the host of the night uh was late and so the uh, oh the God. guy who's running the gig is like, hey, um, would you mind hosting? You know, you don't have to host the whole night, but if you want to, like, you know, just get up at the start, maybe do the first twenty or whatever, and then you know, like, bring on the first act, and hopefully he'll be, you know, here by then, and like, you know, you can, oh my, go God. on. But again, I should have just said no. I should have said, I, I, look, you know, I, I would have loved to, but no. I just don't have the experience or whatever like i can't you know that like you know i did five minutes (laughs) in the middle of a lineup with a professional host and got some laughs but i don't have any experience of walking out in front of 15 people and trying to host comparing
2: is completely yeah
1: like hosting is completely different to doing your bit when you're doing your five you know completely different right so but i didn't say that i said yes because in my head i was like i'm pretty sure i can host (laughs) right it turns out I couldn't. No. I could not host at all. I also made a terrible mistake, which is this. In retrospect, if I had thought about it, like if I knew what I knew now. Yeah. Um, Well, if I knew what I knew now, I just would have done some crowd work and then kind of got into some material and, you know, saw what happened. Yeah. But, but even if I knew what I knew now about what the skills I had then, I would have just done my best five up front. Yeah. And hope that I got some goodwill yeah. and then s- see what happened after that. yeah. But instead, because I didn't have like – I had like this five that I'd tried. Yeah. I had five of new that I'd written for the gig and then I had ten minutes of space. So I thought, why don't I just mix those all together? So even right. the five minutes of good that I had was so dissipated by <laughs> – like, I mean, it's like like going, oh, here's a delicious sweet, but I've shoved it in dog shit. <laughs> so even by the time we get to the delicious sweet, you'll be like, we had to eat so much dog shit. That, like, I don't, ha- I don't care how delightful <laughs> that Cadbury top deck is. I am not going to... I can still taste the shit. I can still right. taste the shit. Yeah, this might be a delightful Ferrero Rocher, but it's been in a dog turd. Oh,
2: my God. Yeah.
1: When I went to the bar afterwards to like, get yeah. my drink, the bar, like the girl... Would not look me directly in the eye. Oh. Like she served me, but she would not look me directly mm. in the eye. You, like out of shame, like shame.
2: People think they can catch it off you. I think when you've had a gig, <laughs> 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 you ever had that? You've had a gig so bad, and you go, "What's happening?" <laughs> and you go you're not going to catch unfunny it's fine but like some that look where people won't look at you or won't and they're sort of like yeah yeah, yeah. you know head down and you're like dudes you can look at me like you know it's fine they're like and especially if you have a a gig backstage and no one knows you you're funny and a new gig or like they've never seen you have a good gig that's their only impression of you Uh like years ago and then you come back and they're just sort of like can't look and even comics and you're like oh you're not going to catch unfunny you can just be polite and just be like that was pretty bad. You know, like I'd prefer pretty bad than like, she's not in the room. Avoid eye contact. She's not in the room.
1: I mean, that is, I, but I agree with you Yeah. and there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being really unfunny in front of like people who are funny for the first, like for the first time. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Like I went and saw someone and I won't name this person, but a brilliant comedian in Edinburgh and someone whose show I had seen previously and thought was brilliant. That was the reason I went to see it again. Um, it was clearly the toughest night of her run yeah. of the show, right? Yeah. But as I said to her, like, I'm a comic. Like, she did a great show. Yeah. Like, they were wrong. Yeah. They were just a shitty crowd. Totally. So afterwards, I sent her a message saying, hey, they were a shitty crowd. Like, I know, like, it was a great show. I've seen yeah. the show. It was a sh- because that's what I'd want to hear. I wouldn't want to be sitting there going, oh, no, this person saw me on, like, a shit totally. night. And now they think – because I was like... That's oh. the
2: beauty of comedy. When, when you get a point where people know you're... Like, when you've had good gigs and stuff, and they go right. like... Like, when you come off and they'll be like, that was, yeah, they were, that yeah. was really tough. And you, it's a respect for them, Rather than right. going, well, no, well done, it was fine. And you're like, I just... That wasn't fine. I just... Yeah. Like, yeah. And you go, oh, you think that's the best I can do? Yeah. When it's like, oh, no, it was good. It was fine. Yeah, like, you know, bye. And you're like, what? <laughs> no. Like, just be like, that was really tough, mate. Like, you know, that was, you know, <laughs> awful. <laughs> But it's really interesting, like, the, the audience I've got. I recorded all my shows last year. 2012 is my last Edinburgh on my iPhone. Uh-huh. And so I was listening to I did a mini tour last year. So I was, like, listening to the shows. And it's really interesting what you're saying about you and the crowd. There's one day, I think it's, like, the 16th, where I'm smashing it. Like, and to use that phrase, like, you know, I don't use it. But, I was, like, but it's almost weird. Like, I was, like, but I'm not great. It's really interesting. I'm listening, like, I, there's a couple of stumble over words. Right, the right. timing's a bit off. Yep. But they, they love it. They, like, really. But the 18th. They're like... "Ah." But it's my best, right. and it was really. So when I was going to the tour show, I was like, "Which one should I listen to?" And I was like, "You've got to listen to the one where you're your best, not the because I was like, that's how that joke should sound, regardless of what you know. They were just a different audience, and I was like, but I knew on the right, it was really interesting. I was going, "That joke, why, I stumbled in it. That's not the you know." And they they were just they were loving and nice, but it was like so I could just listen to like, "Yeah, I'm great," or listen to one where they've been a bit tough, that really tough considering. But it was definitely my best version of the show that I had done, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the best version of the show." let's listen to you sort of having a death before you go. It's it's inter- but no,
1: but th- I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. Like, I mean, there is that like, and it's hard to explain to people. Yeah, like it's, And I think look, I've been guilty of it. And like, it was actually something that I did in the Melbourne comedy festival this year. And I've kind of like made a pledge that I'm not going to do it anymore. Even just to myself. Yeah. But like on the last night of the festival, like I'd had such a great run and it's like my favorite show I've ever done. And it had just been, and you know what? Like the crowd were just a fucking tough crowd. Oh. And like, I shouldn't say it anymore. I should just, like, do my job and do my best. And, you know, it's there one night that they're there. And yes. just because they're not like every other night. But it is really hard. Like, when you're like, I've got this, I've got, like, I get that you, yeah, yeah, the idea is kind of like, I should always try to be great. And that if I'm great, they'll be great. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes you have great shows on nights that you're not great. Totally. And sometimes you have shitty audiences on nights where you're doing a good job. And sometimes it's a variation of all those, you know, it's, things in between. That's
2: why we do it. Someone I met someone the other day, uh, Daniel Sosser friend, I forgot his name, but he said, Oh, there's science and there's a science comedy. I said No, there is. I totally I love the science, I love all that. But the truth of the matter is we don't really know. Because yeah. on any given night right. you I <laughs> said that you're doing a bit that you know the moment when a joke dies, you know the when when, when jokes go to the graveyard and you uh, don't know uh, when it happens, but you've got a bit that you've had, and it's right. like, you know, you're doing a set and you go this bit's never not done well and you start it and you're going in and you go what's happening and you're trying to not worry but you think this is this is what might be the last right. and then you do it again and you do it again and there's no science to that joke just dying it just rots and some jokes turn into little lovely prunes and you can go back over the years And but a lot of them just die they just stop working and that is not science. That's a you, you I'm trying to make this. But even know. like night to night. Yeah.
1: Like I mean there, sometimes you just or even there'll be a bit of a joke. Yeah. Like where you just like people laugh there every <laughs> night. So true. But I have stared at that moment yeah. and I have tried to examine it and I don't really know why they're laughing. Isn't it? Like I'm keeping it in. Totally. But there's not there is a but there is a <laughs>
2: A (laughs) very, the variables we try and we analyze and all that. And then some nights you go, that just, I don't understand. And the other night you do feel like that was the best I'd done. Like I nailed that was, you know, and they don't, that's why we keep doing it. Otherwise, if you just nailed it and you worked out what comedy was, I don't think you'd be interested anymore. That's what comedy is and that's how it works. And that's the end. I find it very
1: interesting that you say that because this is actually a thought I've been having a lot like recently myself is this idea because people always ask you and I think I've been asked it more this year because yeah. I've just taken a year off my television back home to yeah. just genuinely like spend a year doing stand-up and so I guess when I'm being interviewed for things everyone wants to know like why like why do you do it what do you get out of it and I really like keep coming back to that idea of that it's hard like it's a challenge totally. and I kind of figure I have to fill my time doing something yeah so I might as well fill my time doing something that's kind of like challenging and like like, you know, that you never quite like. Don't get me wrong. I do think I do wish it was like 25% easier. <laughs>
2: I think that's absolutely <laughs> fair 25% easier and that you know there's the variables of a room people don't understand right. you sound nuts <laughs> like so I did a gig a couple of years ago a charity gig with Russell Howard uh-huh. he's like you know big name and we yeah. get to this theater in North London and there's a stage and the tables was like miles away uh-huh. and then they were like they were acting like we were being kind of diva, and then Russell I, I came back out went for a cigarette came in, and Russell's just moving the tables and chairs and I was like that's someone who's done a lot of stand-up right so just going I know and they're looking going this is just like be funny but and I was like you no, the variables in a room on any given night can be down to where the chairs and tables are. And when you say that something like, yeah, but if you're funny, you're funny. You're like, no, no, you're too far from the stage. And this is a bit where I'm meant to sound like I'm talking and having a chat with you. And now I'm shouting it like it's sort of a
1: a really interesting. I mean, like in general like any sort of cabaret seating at all in comedy venues I'm like because here's what I don't want anyone with their (laughs) back to me or their side to me or with like you know food to be honest either like they should just be concentrating because like so much of it is about like you've got to have heard the thing you can't just catch every episode of fucking Law and Order (laughs) you can't walk in and out of the room and expect to be keeping up. No
2: it doesn't have an advert where we come back and say previously
1: on you know it's sort of. Yeah it's not like MasterChef where most of the show is just made up of them reiterating what happened before the break on Master. <laughs> totally, it's smoke and mirrors, and right.
2: and even then sometimes. It, and every time you think you know what room works, and you're going to a room, and it's not right. going to work tonight, and it does, and you go, and now I've got to change that theory because right. this room shouldn't work. And for some reason, you have a gig that works in a room that shouldn't work, and then then you're trying to work out why that. I'm constantly reevaluating, and that's what I think I love about comedy and stand up, and what I find funny because I always think I like this kind of comedy. And I like this kind of car. And then I watch something that I would previously say, it's not really my bag. Mm-hmm. And I watch a version of it and I go, that should blow my mind. And I don't, you know, that's funny. And so I'm constantly...
1: Do you have something recently that you can name that like is like something that you've come newly to that like, you know, surprised you or you didn't think that you would be into that you
0: really like? A
1: clowning. I've
0: really oh. got, like
2: to people doing... I think Dr. Brown was amazing. Okay. But there's been a few others and sort of physical old school, like stuff that when it's done badly, infuriates me. Sure. Like actually, and that's what I find the risks so incredible because uh-huh. I go...
1: Because this could be terrible.
2: Yeah. But comedy is the one thing that people get angry about. Uh-huh they get few, like they, they get if you're not funny people are livid yeah. they don't just be like oh that wasn't really funny They're like no. oh, you know like this is yeah. you know you see on Twitter oh. you're like wow people are and, and I the only time I feel like it's like physical comedy when it's done badly Right, I'm sort of like what's going how is this but when it's done well I can't it blows my mind that I'm belly laughing at something that I don't really understand I don't know I don't, I, you know, I don't do. And mm. I just I'm trying to work out why is this funny? Why is this funny? This man just look, looking at us and tiptoeing around the stage. It shouldn't be. It, what is that? Like, and it drives me because, you know, with a joke, you could, you've got something to, to study. Whereas when it's watching someone do something quite physical, I'm like, What? What's happening why am i in hysterics you know i actually
1: i i felt that about sam simmons show in yes. edinburgh like it, i i enjoyed seeing that show so much a because it's a really good show yeah b because it's a great show for a comedian like me to see in a festival because i don't know if you're like me but if i go and see stand-up yeah like a lot of time it feels like because you're like even though you're not trying to do it like your brain's still kind of working out what they're doing and where they're going and yeah. how it's kind of structured and it's just kind of doing that and it, you can almost feel a bit exhausted yeah but like I loved Sam's show, and if you'd stopped me like at any time for about three quarters of it and said to me, why are you laughing? I'm not sure I could have 100% explained to you other than it was just really funny. And that's
2: a beautiful thing. And I think even with... <clears throat> even with- stand-up when I why you know so when you watch two stand-ups and one who you like one who you love 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 and one who you're like meh about and sometimes if they're doing straight stand-up you know like kind of and they could be on the same topics you know if you did their set list and they and you work and it's really interesting going why them and not them why have I just been like no and this person like they're the greatest and someone else you know it's really interesting sort of work I find that so scary that you're like what makes someone love a stand-up and laugh at a stand-up when someone else has got similar bits and then you just go no you know kind of that charisma thing like someone could be so watchable I've watched a stand-up recently I'm not going to name names obviously um, but he was he's, uh, he's very good but so, but like his jokes, listen, you know, whatever, but watchable. I was like, I could watch him. I've never once, I didn't right. once feel like I'm exhausted. Whereas normally, you know, now at the end of an hour, I'm always like, yep, and that is the perfect amount of time. But I was like, wow, I could just carry on watching the presence they had. And what's that? Presence is such a... A vacu- it's such a weird thing to t- give it, you know. But I was like, but I suppose presence is the word, maybe. I don't know. I so. don't,
1: uh, funnily enough, I think uh, somebody was trying to pay me that compliment the other night, but <laughs> instead, just like this was the words they said, they said, You're a con man, and I was like, What? And they said, Like, your act, you just get up there and you just con everybody into liking you for an hour, and I was like, I mean, I guess that's but- what everyone does, though, right? Isn't that's, that
2: that's part of it? It's-
1: it, I mean, I think we're, grif- I've always thought that comics are a little bit like, you know, like, do you ever say that movie Rounders with yeah, Matt Damon? Yeah. Like, it's always just like, you know, we're in town, where's the game? It's yeah. all the same people, yeah. we play each other all the same time, you know, that one night you might have a good night and yeah. someone else might not, but we all, we're all professional card players. Totally, <laughs> totally.
2: I think it's, uh, that's exactly, that's such a great thing, uh, a great analogy for it. I think it's, everyone has their nights where they're, you know, you're king of the world and everyone has their nights where they're like, oh my God, I'm the worst thing that's ever happened to comedy. You know, and that is the worst feeling as well. It doesn't go with time.
1: <laughs> uh, did you see any of Miss America the other night? Did you happen to catch any of the Miss America? No. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is they have a. Uh, they have a, I didn't see the first half of the show. I, but entered,
2: it, I forgot to enter this year. Uh,
1: you have to be American. Right, oh, right,
2: right. But right. once you get your, Damn
1: it. you know, get your, all your paperwork done. So and I think racist. Next year. <laughs> okay. Well, they have a talent section. Oh, right. And no one's done stand up at Miss America. <laughs> That'd be great. Because well, this is what I wanted to talk okay. about. Because I got it, because it was blowing up on Twitter. I thought, well, I'm not, doing anything else, I'm relaxing on the couch. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to watch like Miss America. Yeah. So I've turned over just at the like Miss America's Got Talent section of the show yeah. and it was insane. So like there's some standard sort of like mostly it's like, you know, pl- like a girl who can play the piano or so, yeah, a couple of people sang, you know, right. Right, to varying degrees of success. Some right. were really good singers. One was, had been told obviously that she was <laughs> a good singer. Uh, but but <laughs> then shit got like, shit got real. Like there was some weird – Quirky talent. Okay. So, first one, the girl who actually won Miss America, Miss New York, uh, she did... Uh, have you ever seen people? It's like a drinking game, like it's a party game. There's videos of it all over the internet. If you ever saw the movie Pitch Perfect, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. You may. Yes, yes. Have you seen that? The music. Great, great yeah? movie. Right, okay, correct answer. Then come to the right podcast. Right, yeah. But I always throw that one yeah, out with yeah. hesitation. Great movie. If you've ever yeah. seen Pitch Perfect, you're, you're correct. Yeah. That is the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, you can stay. Uh, and Kendrick, call me if you're listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's loved this thing. Uh, but um, so uh, I uh, think it's a great, it's a fantastic movie. But she does this little thing in there with the red cup. You know, when she does the audition thing for oh, the like thing the, and she sings yeah, and she yeah, uses yeah. the red cup to do percussion as, right, she, as right. she sings along. So Miss New York, obviously big fan of the movie Pitch Perfect. Thought so I'm going to get around that. I'm going to do my version, you know, I'm going to do my version of the cup game. So there's people playing the piano, there's people singing these big songs and then Miss New York comes out and sits on the side of the stage (laughs) with a red cup, her drinking cup, and sings Pharrell's, like Happy by Pharrell, like using the cup. It was terrible. It was like one of the worst things.
2: Oh, my God. Like, Oh, my God. It was terrible. Uh, So bad. But.
1: Nothing compared to my favourite act of the entire night. Oh, worse can't, than the remember, cup. can't remember which uh, state she was from, unfortunately. Right. Uh, but she did a ventriloquist act. <laughs> she was a ventriloquist. She wasn't good, right? Oh, well, she was perky. <laughs> yeah. And it was very much, she got the her and the doll saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious fra- super mm-hmm. together, which is hard to do as a... And a, you couldn't see her mouth moving. No, well, I mean, not, not heaps. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nina Conti has made me love ventrilo- Ventriloquism Like That her- was the
1: reason I thought of it yeah. I thought it was that perfect example Of like when you see someone Do something like that wonderfully Yeah
2: exactly She's just made She's also I mean I- I'm obsessed with Nina Conti I think she's like an old school uh, Like an old school star When you're backstage with Nina Conti I just, I just stare at her like, like you're just a star Like a- she's like I don't know. She's just so graceful and beautiful and talented and brilliant, and her documentary is amazing. I, I, you know, I sound uh, like I know Nina Rums, freaking her out. But yeah, I just think she's yeah. She's, she's not listening great, either. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, yeah. all the puppets listen. <laughs> They're big fans of the show. Monkeys like Nina. <laughs> there is a podcast. This is another thing they yeah. argue about. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be honest with you I had him on the podcast he was hopeless without her like I mean she is the real I've had his video aloof which is not really really just seriously I was like come on man like it's a party (laughs) (laughs) it would
2: be amazing
1: (laughs) um yeah but I thought well like stand up that's a talent like so if you did enter Miss America like I would love come and come imagine that it's Miss America night and then like you know and our next contestant and someone just comes out and does like it It'd be like, amazing five. if
2: someone did do like a really good stand-up so, because rather than those talent shows, I mean I, I mean, I hate beauty competitions and stuff like that, but I mean, someone to do five minutes of like real like feminism-laden stand-up would oh, be yeah. incredible. You'd be like, what is happening? You know, it'd be brilliant oh, for the show. Like, and they, I mean, if they anyone, you know, if I was a stand-up in this country and I sort of looked like that, I'd probably do it and just see if I could do the five minutes. They'd, they'd edit it out. They would never get on. <laughs> They just put a cup in front of your hand where the mic is <laughs> <laughs> So you'd gone through all of that humiliation and just stand or doesn't even make it on television.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd just be they're super list. they gets me all the doshes.
1: Uh yeah, that's interesting to me. Um what, would you ever come and live here if you had some job or something to yeah. do here? Like what do you think of America?
2: I think it's great. I would I think I'd like to for a bit um la this week is, is, is a heat uh heat wave and it is oh, i'm really struggling man it's like i run from uber to my apartment it's like 110 i was 150 last podcast i don't we in your lovely apartment it's what? air conditioned we did uh i did a podcast a few days ago and it was like 109 and i was just like i'm dying here like it
1: was this is bikram podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very LA it's a, it's a cleanse big it's a big brand podcast, podcast that's like it's very big thing in this LA this is the only that's
2: where that's... we get the truth
1: yeah this... <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah so I've um but I, yeah it's you know it's really um especially with Uber in LA I can't drive so you know without advertising but like that saved me otherwise if you come to LA and you can't drive you sort of you've got no business in LA you know right. you know you're not nearing it the tubes will have like three stops or whatever it's like but yeah, I would totally. I, I think I'd like. It's uh, it's exciting. Uh, New York was great as well. The energy in New York is uh, is uh, it's just yeah. It feels. It's really hard to have a new memory in New York though because it feels like everywhere is like in a film. So everywhere right. you go, you go, this is not my, you need to find a place that isn't, that is just for your brain to go like, oh, remember us there. You're like, oh, Ghostbusters. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, <laughs> your brain's going, we've got this place stored already. Like as right. a memory, uh, you know, that's where Slimer comes. You're like, no, no, I don't want it to be in my brain.
1: It's almost though, like it is that amazing thing where I, I think that you, like it so, feels so familiar. Yeah. I think that's why you kind of, you just do walk around. And you go, oh, this is fine. Oh, I've seen this. I know where like I can wander down the village I know where shit is yeah like,
2: but it's really interesting I think taxi drivers being like the soul of a city mm. like it, I got a taxi from the airport to the city and then the guy was like greatest city on earth you know and talked you know great and every cab I got was sort of like right. I'm a New Yorker greatest yep. city on earth comparatively to London, when as long as you get getting a black cab and they're like, oh, everything's going to rack and ruin, this bloody da-da-da. And I just think that shows you the mindset. So I was like, no no taxi driver would talk like that in London. No one would say, this is the best city in the world. It would like, I think they'd explode if they right. said that. Whereas in London, they're, they're sort of like, nah, it's not what, this is all bloody rubbish. This is all the EU. This is all the, that's what you get. Whereas in New York, it's like, this is amazing. Welcome to New York. And that like, is an
1: interesting thing in perspective though. How do you go with that personally? Because over here, yeah. Yeah. Like you know, like that that sort of self deprecating thing is not really like what's done here.
2: No, I was like, at we we're at Tim's the other night, and uh, I, the guy there he was, a nice guy we were chatting, and then and Matt Kirshen introduced me to him. He was like, one of Tim's friends. I <laughs> was like, "This is Roisin. She's uh, one of my favourite comics. Brilliant comics. She's you know very used a lot of adjectives. It has got." And then I went, I'm, "I'm not mediocre at best." And he said the best thing, and he went, "How painfully, how how boringly, but painfully English of you." <laughs> I was like, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that's exactly. And he was like, he just was like, yeah, don't, you know, that sort of, and I was like, God, it's almost, you know, that they don't, they just feel like they don't find it. Uh, endearing is sort of like why would you say that about yourself it's kind of you could always see like why would you s- say that about yourself that's weird
1: I remember being lectured quite early on when I first started like going to meetings and stuff here because like you Mia you be self-deprecating that's the way that we talk yeah. right and you you know you will play that sort of thing down a little bit and somebody just actually said to me afterwards they said hey everyone here like you know exaggerates like about 20% on how good they already are so if you are self-deprecating <laughs> people just think you're shit yeah. like they believe you you. when yeah. you say oh know, I'm not that big a deal and they're like oh okay we well, were actually looking for somebody who was not big
2: a deal self right, confess. yeah, self-confessed.
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: self-confessed not a big deal yeah I find that um yeah and obviously the thing is I don't I haven't met anyone who's been openly like you know like I haven't met anyone in this sort of way like I'm so great mm. you know but they are very forthright in what right. their strengths are but I haven't been offended by it I thought I would I thought I'd be like oh god because especially in comedy, you know, like around, everyone's sort of like, if you come across like that at all, you're like, you know you're out <laughs> right. you know if you're around the table like well I'm so comics is a, you know kind of a small fraternity really and if, if, if you sort of go I'm the best or I'm so good and I'm this is it, immediately people just like it just goes against being a comedian you know right. you're know, sort of like we're not meant to think we're amazing on also, that level you know kind well, of... you,
1: yeah. I will say yeah firstly you're not meant to think you're amazing yeah. at that level yeah. I mean absolutely right yeah. secondly the last thing you want to do around a people group of people whose job is to find people's faults or well to find like faults in things and pick things up a part or wherever is say to people, I'm perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I challenge you to come up with. I tell you what, the list will come together pretty quick,
2: totally. And also, I think it's a sign of self. The thing is comedy is like self-awareness, isn't it? Like it's, a, it's about, uh, it's about awareness. And, and so it's like, so think that old bit when people come on stage and they say, oh, I know you're thinking I look like this or whatever. And people do that bit. It's it's just to prove to the audience, I'm aware of that. And I'm showing you that I'm aware of that. You don't, have, you have no more awareness of me than I have. That's just, you can see the science behind that. And so someone on the table who speaks like that, you think, I don't think you're a good comic because you're not aware of the, of that you're making uh-huh. us go, I don't think this is not caught. Cool. What you're saying isn't cool. And it's making me a bit like, edgy towards you? Because I'm like, why would you say like, and not like I'm not. not and I don't think people should sit down. To, you know, not say they're good news. I'm really. I'm genuinely. I think people have been doing well and stuff like that. It's really important right. for our business. And I like. But when people talking, you know, that way, there's very few really. But the odd when you go, who talks like that? Right. Who says like relentlessly? Like I roofed it. I smashed it. I did it. You know, kind of every night and sort of. You'd be like, that's weird. I feel
1: like your standards are a bit <laughs> yeah, low. Yeah. I yeah. I
2: feel like
1: no one is smashing that
2: totally. Like,
1: and I don't even trust them. Like, even if you are smashing it every night, I only trust you if every third night you want to. Kill yourself, like because totally. you don't think you're smashing it hard enough, You've or whatever. You've got to whatever.
2: share the other side as well, which is the day where you're like, "Am I? Am I the worst comic you know? Right. You've got to have that conversation with." And then we go, "Okay, they're, they're fine. They're back on where they're like, you know, sort of.
1: I don't know. I just don't trust anyone who's relentlessly positive." I had an opportunity, and it was only a brief thing, and it was someone that I know and like, so it yeah. wasn't really a risky, dangerous situation. Yeah, but. I was listening to another podcast today, a podcast that I, I really like. Cause I love green guide letters from Australia, which you you probably are not familiar with, but it's a great little Australian podcast and I, I really enjoy it. And, um, but there was a guest on and they read out letters from so there's in the age newspaper which you'd be familiar with yeah. in melbourne right they have a tv lift out guide called the green guide right. and essentially it's this famous melbourne page of like people complaining about television shows and having <laughs> debates about things like how you pronounce kilometer or kilometer like it's it's honestly the most pointless, mindless. It's kind of like internet comments by old people before the internet, you know? Right, right, yeah. People complaining that the bill wasn't on at the right time (laughs) or like just... (laughs) pedantic and they're never really that positive no. and so this podcast's really funny so like and often you'll have people on that like i mentioned in the letters and it's fun to be able to like yeah. respond to these like you know people having a go at you or whatever so i'm just listening to it and out of the blue wonderful young australian comedian called tom ballard i don't know if you have ever come across tom and no. you, you might might have missed him in your travels but he's brilliant yeah and he's just got a tv show at home called reality check and it's it's going well but yeah. there's been some mixed debate in the letters course, like there always right. is so the, the letter had said, uh, I think Tom Ballard has taken a Will Anderson pill. And then in that moment, I realised I'm now listening in because they're doing a live podcast right. in front of an audience and my name has come up oh. on a panel of comedians. Oh. Like, so suddenly I'm literally at that point where I'm like, okay – I'm about to be made fun of oh, in God. some way. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, what is it going to be? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is
2: the... The angle. The, they're gonna, uh, what are they going to... And oh, there's God. part of
1: you that, like, uh, there was part of me that almost turned it off. That it was almost, I'm not even sure I want to hear what people say when they're making fun of me. Yeah. Oh, God. Because I know, God. by the way, like, in that situation, go for the fucking joke. Yeah. You're in a live room. Yeah, And a yeah. name comes up. Like, God. go for the joke, right? As it turned out it was fine like yeah. as I said it was someone I knew and like it wasn't probably a like you know but it was funny to hear what someone's impression of me would like sound like because, like, I mean, it, Tom made some joke about taking my pills at a music festival and then, like, then turned into pretending to be me, which right, was right. like basically <laughs> the only impression was, "Oh, my hips hurt, smoke weed every day." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's not that's yeah. like, of all the things that yeah. you could have said, yeah. I'm, I'm
2: fine, fine yeah, with yeah. that." Yeah. But there was that moment. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> like, we sort of go, I've, "Yeah, it's terrifying." when you think, "What are they gonna?" Your impression what on will it be? Yeah, totally. I'm, like,
1: Terrible! I'm a pedophile. What?
2: <laughs> Hang on! What? <laughs> Don't stay in the room with him. Like what? <laughs> Hang on! What? Oh god! Yeah, that that thing where you, I think, especially if he called anything that you're not aware of, you mm. know, it's supposed to be like that bit where she goes like <sharp> like that. Like, what? what? What do I do when I'm Hang on stage? On. You know that thing you go and I always worry that it's something like right. a silly thing that you've not noticed but everyone finds funny and they're everyone's like, been talking yeah. about for years. <laughs> yeah, they're like oh god when she does that at the end. of <laughs> or whatever and you go I don't do that and then you watch all your stuff (laughs) (laughs) when I first did stand-up I used to say people a lot and I never knew
1: oh as in like hey, I like, oh, hate
2: people like <laughs> no, i was like so people and i was like all oh, right how are you doing people or something it's like so a very very first year and one day my sister went to meet my sister i just see my sister in the audit she'd get her inhaler out when i was on stage and i was like what she was like you can't please i can't watch you say people anymore and i was like people was like, you say people like 30 times during a set it's killing me it's killing me for no reason you just keep saying people people <laughs> I like, as a like as a like punctuation you right. know like uh i was like oh people and i didn't oh. realize i had no idea and i like record, you need to record your sets that's like every time you say people i'm like Does she, what's she doing she's got like people rats, right yeah had somebody bet her before yeah. the gig that she
1: can't say people 40 times yeah. Is this like an art face exactly i ladies and gentlemen is mine that's my definitely yeah. my one that I, I we've all got them we've all got them and i think sometimes it's, you don't want to get
2: too so self-aware that you can't talk yeah. like i say in conversation i'm because i'm quite cockney i'm from north london but um like if i'm talking you know properly i'll say three but sometimes in the rhythm of my speaking i'll say oh there's three of us and being any awareness of me in the moment of talking can ruin my set right and so i like i write far more articulately than i talk so i always when i write stuff i just have to just let it go because and then let the words find themselves again but if i become aware too aware of my, you know, then the time everything goes. It's like this is what I do, and some of the sentences I don't finish sentences. Like when I listened to my sound, I was like, oh, that's why that bit's got shorter. You you just, just don't finish sentences. Yeah. That's fine. That's sort of. But I mean, you try and be what you're not. It can ruin you as well. You know, you can be like, I need to sound like that and that clean and that sort of slick then I think it can be like say I think because I'm relaxed and my sister's like why do you say think on stage like, you know, could we, people are watching my mum <laughs> she says it as well but I was like right. because I say it in real life yeah. and on stage I sometimes I don't want to be like so I'm thinking about it it just
1: right I, I, I then wanna, you're not you
2: no you want to be in your you don't want to be but you I have moments where I'm like oh god I have to keep doing this thing or like, I keep saying like, uh, you know sort of sort of I say quite a lot as as sort of as a sentence sort of yeah, you got it, and it went move on. And is like, sort of what? You know,
1: yeah. it's a- where are you going?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, I have so many. Like, I mean, people listening to this podcast know them and yeah. have mentioned them. Yeah, totally. I say totally a lot. <laughs> uh, literally, out oh, of like, we all do that. What has? Why? How did that happen though? Like, because I understand. Like, I mean, I know the meaning of literal. Yeah, I understand when I'm misusing it, but for whatever reason, it's still. It's, it's gone into the lexicon. It's one of the things that we use. And
2: it's really hard. To, it's easy to be judgmental about some, like phrases and words that come in. But when they're in the... You know, they come into your... We use what's available to us. And some of go literally. And it's a real... Um, it's a... What do you call it, Like a time saver. Right. And on stage, you're always looking for time savers. So you are want to go like, I honestly, it was as if this was really happy. And you say, literally. So you just say that right. I'm, I'm going to use that word as a cut out five sentences. And so you can see how it sort of, but it is we all try then not to use it. And then you sort of like I genuinely said, don't say genuinely either. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's so many that you go, of course, you know, like, it's, you're not, on, you're not in court, you know, like,
1: you know, like, I genuinely said, how much you, like, would you swear on stage?
2: Um, I don't swear that often on stage. I swear when the gig's going badly. I've mm-hmm. noticed. Right, so um, more
1: sweary the worse it's going.
2: Yeah, sometimes you know, I've got. A f- I'm, I'm very sort of um, in mixed minds about it recently mm-hmm. because I swear. Um, I've got a couple of jokes that have a, a swear in them, uh, and I think they that adds to the joke, yeah. and I think that's fine. Um, but sometimes, I don't know. I think it can make make sort of you know, sort of better stuff appear. Um, uh, maybe not as well thought out, you know. And you go, it is well thought out. The swear was in it, and but then I also, so I've got the two minds of going, oh, do I want to appear? How you want to appear, or what you know the joke works? So It's a bit weird. Um, I try. I don't swear all the time, but occasionally, if I'm, especially if I'm doing, uh, you know, using it as punctuation, is the worst. Yep. I'll be like, oh, the
1: fucking. Don't be thing. disturbed by that. That's I have fine. a housemate <laughs> for the week. It's not. <laughs> it's not some random. It's like this is getting weird. Well, hey, that's Lindsay over there. Hi, so, Lindsay.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: I, my, I've got you an were, ice machine, I've got a freezer right, yeah. in my house
1: Yeah, I'm doing well Yeah, well um, look at you yeah. oh, we've all got shit going <laughs> on,
0: mate
1: I also have a freezer in my house With an ice yeah, machine that's, High I five, aren't we both doing well? Yeah, I didn't know the ice Let's machine Let's <laughs> post about that in comedy We'll sit around a table next time that we're around going Hi oh, guys, I know we've all got stuff going on But we both have ice machines
2: I didn't know there was an ice machine So I was like, every time I went to bed for the last oh. two nights I was like, what? Is that noise? Oh. And I'd get up. I was like, doing security checks, going round, going round, and then I was just like, dum, 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 dum. and I was like,
1: something terrible's what happening in this house. On? And it's just my little freezer making ice. Yeah, it was really scary. Wow. Like, yeah, but it know. seems weird that it's. Ma- are you use? No, it shouldn't be making ice when you're not using
0: ice, though, right? It's, if,
2: mine's not like yours. Yours is like a two-door American mm. fridge. Mine's like a you know, like a fridge freezer. Like oh. so, it's just like the top fridge freezer that you get in England. Yeah. you know, sort of, and then in it, it's just like a tray of ice with this like little chute it just goes into it and the ice is overflowing like right. it's
0: just
1: making ice all okay. the time it's like well i'm
0: nailing this yeah.
1: wait have you seen how hot it is yeah. outside yeah. i've seen the temperature <laughs> if you guys aren't looking i don't know why you're not using yeah. me i am like the perfect thing you need right now and i'm making so much and i did, of it. I, did. I did i think i felt like the freezer right. was trying to tell me i'm here yeah. i'm here i'm here for yeah. you welcome to america yeah, exactly. i'm not your usual british freezer <laughs> But you got to make it yourself, and then smash a side boilers to death to get it out. <clears throat> so, um, I my water filter needs changing in my fridge. Right. Um Because well, I know that because the light came on that said the water filter needs changing. Wow. But um, I've I don't really know what I'm meant to do about that. I don't
2: know either. I mean, yeah. I don't. Maybe they walgreens or one of those shops one of those shops do, do you, you think of, they'll just have well
1: them? i think they'll sort of no. maybe i mean i'm sure i could just look it up on the internet yeah but that's instead it. i just look at it every time <laughs> it comes on and go <laughs> do wish,
2: you swear I wish you don't that swear wasn't happening. much do you, do you no
1: swear? i do actually like this yeah. is the interesting thing so obviously i can work clean if i need to And yeah. and to be honest when i'm playing my american dates yeah i swear a lot less because you're new to the clubs yeah you know but when I'm playing my big theatre shows and whatever, I do find that I swear a lot just because yeah. if I natu- if I relax... Exactly. ...I naturally do swear a yeah. lot. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I kind of... There is part of me that subscribes to what you were saying before, that sometimes I think that when you're doing something that is constructed and clever and whatever, that people miss that because you're swearing. Yes. But at the same time, I kind of think that sometimes people are willing to go with something that's clever and interesting that they wouldn't have ordinarily gone with because you chucked in a few swears and so that good, they don't, some you Some good know.
2: swears that make, you know, like a good... At the right time, a good sort of is, is, is it's language, it's right. just language, you know. And like, to, I don't like editing anything out that's in real life if on stage. I go, mm. it's like, you know, if I was to think this of someone, if someone annoyed me in real life and I thought, blah, blah, and that's a good, and then I think on stage, I go, and I just thought he was a real idiot, yeah. you know, you're like, well, that's not what you thought, is it? You know, what I mean, you right. thought, you know, kind of, and that's a funny sentence. What you thought was just like this da 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 it's a da-da-da, you know, right. and that
1: sort of... You can swear on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one place you can right, definitely yeah. swear. You know, like, it's a podcast. It's yeah. free on the internet.
2: <laughs> you know, you just whatever you feel about, you, you sort of... Those... The high emotions, what you
1: come into your brain are not low emotion words. That's They're a, high that, emotion words. I like that. I like uh, that your your approach to that. So, what is... Um, what what do what you like to be talking about at the moment? What are things that are you know you're interested in, like that you know you're writing about yeah. or that you want to be like talking about on stage? You know, is there anything in particular that you kind of like? I love, I would love to be, or I am writing yeah. a lot about this at the moment, or whatever.
2: I mean, I'm sort of in the moment sort of writing a lot of new, you know, relentlessly because I didn't do an Edinburgh show, and yep. so um, I've been writing, I suppose, uh, a lot uh, I'm trying to write a bit about the environment, um, but kind of in a sort of, I I don't know if we're going to, I'm quite interested in, in sort of our, how much sort of the things we do and the things we're not prepared to do and how pointless, you know, kind of what that, um, leads us to Um, feminism. Obviously I've always, you know, sort of discussed that and, uh, I think but I, 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 even with themes I'm a very much put the put the medicine in the mashed potato uh-huh. you know kind of I don't want to have to sort of this is what I am but things I'm interested in you know kind uh-huh. of uh, that's a very
1: different approach by the way because I thought I was always familiar with the spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down but yeah. the medicine in the mashed potato is a bit more like yeah. it's from the streets yeah. we don't have your fancy <laughs> sugar to be putting your medicine in it goes in your fucking potato mash and you'll fucking eat it and you'll like yeah. it
2: <laughs> so I'm kind of like yeah I, try, I kind of I, I sort of have um, but yeah things I mean I I'm always trying to be where – I think the best comedy for me, and this is always changing on a day-to-day basis, you know, like so I've yeah. got no – I'm very reluctant. Like I think fundamentally I'm just a series of, you know, events and circumstances meeting another series of, of events and circumstances at any given time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always trying to update what I think because I think so much of us just go, this is who I am, this is done. And then you hit you like 35 – could not
1: have come to the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is like honestly what we talk about all the time, which yeah. is this idea of like – that, that idea of like, you know, that people – People, they put their pressure on you to choose your job at 17. Yeah. I wouldn't let the fucking smartest 17 year old in the world tell me what to do, let exactly. alone like me at 17. No. I was a fucking dickhead. Totally. I didn't know anything. You're telling me that I'm meant to make decisions I've got to stick with for the rest of my life?
2: Yeah, it's absolutely. I'm different
1: today than I was yesterday. It's,
2: and it really is. And I think, but being, I think, but. I think because our insecurity about being alive sometimes makes us want to ch- define ourselves uh-huh. and to sort of separate ourselves from other because you feeling that sort of uh, that sort of kills creativity so sometimes I'm like you've got to be re- that sort of staying open without sounding like listen I don't want to sound pretentious or anything like that you know I'm not because you're British a, yeah, you don't you know, want to sound kind of, pretentious I don't want to sound like you know but I just trying to sometimes I have to go over things ideas that I have about the world and about myself and what I'm into and what I'm not into and I'm really sort of in that place again a bit like I was saying with comedy like when I go out and push my I find things that I like and I haven't uh, or ideas all of my ideas about the world are just uh, up for grabs really and I think that's sort of what it is and and I'm trying to make sure that I've updated my software in my brain going have you updated is there new information coming yeah and you go but you're just still thinking about you think the world is exactly the same as what was two years ago and you know so I'm trying to be like this is where where I am the viewpoint I think the best stand-up for me at this time is when people know their viewpoint and, and who they are at that time and they're a good they're a good source of it for similar view. You know, you go, well that's I'm a 35 year old woman and this and this and that bang. And then that viewpoint. this um, sort of where I'm trying to write from, which sounds
1: obviously it's the only one I can write from, but um, Okay. This is a question okay. that goes with that. And you might not be able to answer this off the top of your okay. head because it might just be one of those things yeah, that yeah, yet it doesn't right. come to mind. But do you have an example of something? Is there something that you can remember kind of changing your mind about? Like, you know, where you're kind of like, oh, you know, I really used to kind of think this or I wasn't aware of this. And now I kind of like have really changed my mind. Is there anything major? Is there anything that, Uh, well, uh, not that major, but like enough that you can kind of go. I mean,
2: so much about, I mean, love is one of the things I think changes everyone, you know, kind of anytime you fall in love or come out of love, what you think, uh, what that is and how it continues in different forms and shapes is always a thing. So, you you know, you think it's either this or nothing. Uh. Uh-huh. is always and I think as you get older you go no love no. when you've been when there's <laughs> love there's love and it just shows up in a different shape and a form and it as the same you know it changes and that's obviously a thing I think if you've ever had a, a big relationship or anything like that you go like oh yeah it, it doesn't just dissipate it just shows up in a different you yeah I think that we like to believe in beginnings and endings uh-huh. and I, we don't really get that many of them in life really truthfully you know kind of there's always matter <laughs>
1: Um, like yeah it's very, it's it's rare those people yeah. and that's why we love it when like you know the tough guys walk away from explosions and throw the <laughs> yeah. like fight you know like yeah. and burn everything down yeah. because we're like that's what we all kind of secretly crave <laughs> yeah. I would I, this is messy now and yeah. I don't know if we're going to get out the other side of this it's going to take months and then we're going to have to negotiate the terms of, and it's going to be and I want to do that because that's life and you know yeah. I have good friends and bad friends and like all those sort of things and in every area you know work or totally. friendships, friendships or like you know you
2: you know, think friends I've, you know, I've had friends since I was 15 and uh, since I was um, like um four or five and then like when I was like 50 we, we went to school from four to 15 and we're still like really good friends but sometimes you meet people and you're like we have got nothing in common but the past you right. know kind of and and you sort of go and who but who and it sometimes feels like you're killing that your version of yourself off because you go well I was this but you know and it's I don't know I find it just Yes. No,
1: and they're the yeah, you know, they're they the coffees you catch up with where you should walk away, totally throw the match over your shoulder yeah. and burn the whole place totally. down. <laughs>
2: But I've got one of my really good friends, and he's had a family and stuff. And I, I said, uh, and was like, I said, no. One day I was like, we're not going to be coffee mates. We've got to do things. I was like, uh-huh. do you wanna be, I don't want to be. I want to be a person. We meet up every and we have an hour, and I tell you what you've done. You tell what we've done. Let's just not do like let's create things. You know, you've got to have new stuff to do, but stuff like that. I think politics and uh, what I feel about the world, obviously, you know, changes all the time as well. And I think being a, a, able to receive new information, but also trying to seek new information about it, sort of right. about. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, even like deaf and stuff like that, like I'm not an atheist. Um, I'm not religious, but I'm not, I I, I don't. And even that conversation without sounding nuts, you know, kind of like, I don't have a a definition of religion or, you know, but that sort of thing. I like to be able to articulate that better and work out why I feel that and sort of go... So I'm interested in sort of ideas and not just received ideas. I don't want to just have other people's version of the world in my head the whole time. I want to make sure my experience delivers something back to me and that I'm able to interpret it, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it yeah. does. There might be a few people out there going, oh, I just yeah. want some dick jokes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. But, you know, uh, there'll be dick jokes yeah. too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's
1: the mashed potato. But I want it to be
2: my dick joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what I see in penises. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what is that? Yeah. We finally got to the interesting part of the podcast. What is that? What are you looking for in a penis? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> Imagine if you said, what are you looking for in a penis? Just sort of, you
1: know. Yeah. I mean, Good talker. Yeah, just what are you? What are you? What are you looking for attached to your penis? <laughs> like that's that's how you start looking at it. Yeah. You're like, look, yeah, we're going to choose penis first, but I am interested in the accessories. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong.
2: I'm, imagine if that's how you said, like, t- yeah. had to choose from genitals, yeah. genitals. I mean, that's pretty much how women are chosen, and like, and sort of like boobs, you know. But like, I mean, imagine if you did like to choose willys. That'd be really funny. My God,
1: that would be. I mean, <laughs> that, okay, that's another show. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be involved in this one. I'm pitching it like, Avalon. Yeah, a lot you can with pitch it. this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah, I can be your co-producer on this one, <laughs> on your cockumentary. Nice work. A, there nice we go. work. It's a dating show. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's uh, – yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's nice, The Snatchula. And it's like uh, – <laughs> It's a woman choosing her partners, but only by you only ever see the penis. So and you've got to talk right. about it, like, yeah. like
2: like 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 you're looking at tomatoes, like
1: right. you're great. You no, know, what's it? I feel like that's feminist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, I do as it's well. It's re- redressing totally the men's magazine. Yeah, this guy hasn't on. even stood up when I walked in the room. Right. <laughs> Like you know, yeah, yeah, that'd be really. Yeah, imagine if that's the feminist show, the big breakthrough. Like the like for everything that's gone
0: before. Oh my god! The could marches, you imagine?
1: Reclaim the night, yeah. burning bras, feminism, the second wave of feminism, the whole thing. Yeah. And, no one show where we look at guys' cocks yeah. and guys are like, you know what? Let's just yeah. let's just agree, take this off, and we're even. Yeah. Stop <laughs> take judging take our cocks we're on the even. telly. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have found our very weak spot. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. My, that's a good plan. Good plan. Do, um, this is, I mean, this is, again, I was about to ask you a general question, which okay. is not really what I wanted to ask you, because one of the things that I don't like is when people speak for everyone. Yes. Like, that's one of the things we've got to get rid of, is this yes. idea that all men are like this, or all women are like this, yes. or all black people are like this, or whatever. Yeah. Right? Um, but. Uh, how how many conversations in your life would you have had with your female friends about a man's penis like I mean you know have you ever like had a conversation describing your partner's genitals to your personal friends is that like I mean because you know you're sex in the city model like that's what I imagine your life is mostly like yeah definitely
2: totally (laughs) right
1: yeah uh like that is, you know, that was the kind of implication that girls are sitting around talking about, you know.
2: I think we share more in a different. It's not not like I, mean, like I say I can't speak for all girls, but I mm-hmm. think in my, I think women, um, you know, we speak an extra ten thousand words a day. That sort of uh, is that right? Men. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there's just a natural, <laughs> like apparently, and I think that's why I find it's interesting. So wow. why do you do
1: stand up? And you go because it's a talking job. Of right. course, women. Like,
2: you know, why would you think women would be bad at
1: a talking job? How that's many insane? I, how, you know how many words I have to get out a day? <laughs> yeah. Not only am I getting paid less than men, <laughs> yeah. but I have to. To speak ten thousand more words yeah, a day exactly i had to find a job where i could get them out like, <laughs> you
2: know so i think sometimes women um i think it's just in the nature of i think not that this is very gross generalization right, And course. in my experience yeah, yeah. um we try and uh, communicate about everything and so we're constantly trying to communicate whereas men i think sometimes don't need the outside communication of, of you know they don't need or maybe they don't like you know the, the the typical sort of is like yeah answers are like no and how's it going fine da, da, da. whereas women need to sort of really communicate and have that so i don't think when it comes to penis i don't think it's ever that gross of like we're like oh chatting like that but you would talk about more of the feeling of the night if you mm-hmm. had a if there was any ambiguity or anything like that women have the words to really get into it and i think guys do as well when they're older but maybe when they're a bit younger they're a bit like i don't know what that you know they don't want to get into that like oh did you do you know um, so I think there is a sort of, yeah, I think women try and communicate more with each other. Especially if there's problems, then they'll be more communicative. But I don't think it's like, I've, I've never had a conversation with someone has been like, especially in a derogatory way, no one's right. ever spoke badly about someone's penis. <laughs> like no one's been like, oh, gross penis.
1: Like, like... <laughs> no, no, you will no. need one of those sort yeah. of judges on your show though. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you need your sort of Simon oh, Cow. Yeah, yeah, you're bitchy. such a dictator. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah no one said anything to uh you know nothing like that no
1: okay that's interesting yeah but i'm sure that
2: yeah i'm sure there are well i mean i'm
1: sure there are too i just and i don't even know why that question came into my head but we were talking about (laughs) discussing cocks on national television so i guess i was just wondering how much experience women would have of doing that to bring to the table we speak
2: very frankly we were close friends we speak very frankly so we do discuss stuff Mm -hmm. i I think it's i I think my friends i I wouldn't be friends with someone who was i I think i'd feel a bit weird if someone was just shitty about someone's body like just as a rule i think i've got that sort of i'm like oh wow like let's not be crazy this is a person right um but i think it's yeah but you do discuss we do, we're we very open with each other <laughs>
1: yeah i know but that's something that like in the past like definitely I, yeah certainly as someone who like, is a professional communicator. Yeah. Like, I have in my private life or in my, like, you know, life life, you know, been as guilty of, like, or at least being, you know, with people who are, like, you know, I don't think we're communicating well, which is always, like, like, oh, no, that's 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 my only skill. Like, if you told me I can't clean the toilet or fix the plumbing or whatever, I can't. You're right. But Yeah. I think it's – I communicate really well. All those people come and sit and listen to me talk (laughs) and then they laugh and give me money. That's communication, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I agree, like it's one of those things where... I, I
2: just th- think there's a natural... Maybe the grocery again, I mean, I've got male friends who are brilliant at mm-hmm. talking about their feelings and talking about exactly... And they can pinpoint exactly where they need you to go when you're chatting about something where sometimes you talk to people and go, what bit are we talking about? I don't understand. They haven't even got that far, you right. know, in their heads with it. Um, I, but a lot of comics, I think we don't do small talk. So as a rule, comedians are better. I find... They don't do small talk. We don't really do small talk very well. And that's perfect for me because I'm not great at small talk. I find it – and not like it's beneath me. I just think it always gets onto something really quickly. I'm like, yeah, it's like deaf, isn't it? Right. Da, 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 and, and a lot of my comic friends, it always, around the table, it's never really like, oh, that's a nice place to eat. It's that for a bit. And then it's – you're always in sort
1: of like big conversation, you know. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you on yeah. that. That's That to me is – like, and that's, I mean, that's also why it's a, like a fun job. It's yeah. just like you get to hang around with people who don't ask, like don't talk about boring things.
2: Totally. It's, it's incredible. You get spoiled though. You get completely spoiled and
1: ruined as a person.
2: <laughs> because then you meet people and you go, oh God, this conversation is just, an, you know, like, and they're, everyone's fine with this. And look, listen, loads of my best friends and, uh, you know, are as fun, funny as any comic, they just never. But um, but then you meet, I don't know, around the table people, there's a level where sometimes you can seem to embrace it because you're like... You're sort of chatting. They're like, but that's your job to sort of be like. I'm not going to be on guard here. So if you ask me how's it going, I'm going to tell you how it's going honestly and unmercifully. You know, we're like, ah, just say fine.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh, yeah this is for yeah. your other friends yeah. we don't yeah. we don't need this yeah yeah <laughs> yeah one of the greatest uh moments i ever had in my life and one of the co- greatest conversations i ever had in yeah. my life was uh we got stuck in the snow on the way back from vegas right so it was snow? a middle. yeah well oh so my it was God. it was uh we went it was the last boys trip it was our version of like the hangover it yeah. was four australian comedians myself justin hamilton Lemo, and tom gleason and we decided to like have this thing <clears throat> and I was driving back here to LA I was the only one who could drive so I was driving you know the next day it took us 14 hours 5 miles in 5 hours at one stage through the snow because in the middle of the desert God, in the winter yeah. it gets deathly cold and it snows right oh so God. it was terrible because we'd had a reasonable couple yeah. of days as well so. <laughs> a
2: reasonable couple of days was <laughs> a great sentence we'd had a reasonable couple of days t- we had a reasonable Vegas <laughs>
1: so uh so i was sitting in the car and like you know it's driving me kind of crazy because i'm the only one who can drive unless i've been so long and the only thing that stopped me from going crazy was we got to the point where we'd run out of like things to talk about and somebody i can't remember who it was brought up the topic and they said now seriously and you have to put your case seriously and explore this if you had to kill one of our friends who is it and why? Like, yeah, like we spent the next two hours That's like amazing. debating and discussing. Like with love, <laughs> you know. Of but literally like do, like who we'd murder, why'd we do it? <laughs> like and I tried to explain that to a friend of mine who wasn't in comedy, and they just stared at me like. But it's a great, it's, your, it put, it's a genuine
2: put your brain outside of its comfort zone, right. put who you are outside of its, you know, that whole thing like, oh, I don't steal. But if you've never been poor, then you wouldn't steal. Right. But that's what comedy sometimes makes you go like, oh, but if I was this person, how would I feel about that? And then I think that's a great, yeah, I love those conversations where you're like, oh, wow, this is a great conversation. Like, oh, who would you know, that's a really good one. That's yeah. a really good one. No, I do
1: enjoy that though. Yeah, yeah. It's fun yeah. to have a, but anyway, speaking of conversations, oh, oh. Yeah, okay, we should finish up in a okay. bit because you've got a meeting and stuff.
2: I've got a meeting, one of my vague meeting meetings. Well, no, me? you've <laughs>
1: got a list of things to <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, picture got my- <laughs> <them. Don't- laughs> no, this is, I mean, this is a big meeting. <laughs> And the only reason I wanted to get you there on time is I feel like this is like a big break. So, but I might not release this podcast at least until though we've signed a few. Exactly. Like, I mean, I don't want anybody no, just...
2: nicking it. Right. Nicking old, uh, what was the cock one called? What was it? <laughs> I
1: can't remember, but there'll be heaps. Yeah. We'll have... Um... Cockumentary.
2: Oh, a Cockumentary. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I know. We can... We can do a lot yeah. of those things. It'll be fun. Uh, tell me, tell me what else is going on in your world for the rest of the year. What, what, what happens after now?
2: Um, I go home and then I am filming Man Down, the series two, at some point in November. And I, I mean, I was speaking to my agent today about this. I think it's in November. I think it's in the in the autumn to the.
1: Um, can people who are not in the – where can people find that? Where can uh,
2: it's, it's on 4OD. The first series is on 4OD and the second series – I think it's still on 4OD, which is which is only in England. Um, can people,
1: like, get it on iTunes or anything? Or is it available on the internet? It's on
2: the D- – I think you can get DVDs oh, of that, DVD. yeah. Yeah, sure. Um,
1: That's a technology to be yeah. around for another couple of years. My
2: blaps you can watch on YouTube, which is a kind of funny word. I made these blaps last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Channel 4's word, blap. It's like five-minute uh, – these five-minute episodes uh, – Black means. Uh, what does black mean? Black means Sounds the noise. Kinda... The noise of penis makes slapping your face. That's right. Channel Four. What? Yeah. Hang on. What?
1: Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, hang on. Just run me. So okay. They... Well, maybe it is, but but hang on. Were yours specifically blaps, the, or are they blaps for, they're blaps for everyone? They blaps
2: for everyone. They commission blaps, like you get to do like online content, you know. So we right. did. So Claudia Doherty done some. I done some. Oh, they,
1: they, yeah. those Welcome to England or yeah, whatever that's it's called. That's her one. Yeah, and then yeah. I did
2: one called Onwards and Onwards, which got made into a pilot. The pilot's only on 4OD, mm-hmm. but it's, so if you're in England, you can watch 4OD, um, which I'm really proud of. It's called Game Face. But the blaps which they were based on is still on YouTube, and there's like one, two, and three, which is Onwards and Onwards, Lone
1: Wolf, something else, and something else. So okay. it's like Yeah.
2: So you can watch those if you fancy. See? <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I I fancy watching them, but I don't fancy watching something called Blap now I, that I, I to, know what Blap is. I just tell
2: my mum. I was like, oh, they're Blaps. She was like, what's
1: Blaps? She went to Google. so like, don't Google don't Blaps. Don't Google it. Let me give you a version. <laughs> Let me try and convince you that my career is better than that. Right, that I'm doing an online you know, you know, porn thing or something. Thing. Yeah, on the internet. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's right. I'm making these short films for the internet <laughs> exactly. called Blaps. No, it's <laughs> totally illegitimate.
2: Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I'm just gigging and stuff in London. Um, you know, nothing. Where can
1: world. people, like if there are people who are listening to this podcast yep. for the first time okay. and they're like I want to come and like you know I want to like uh, find out more about you are you like, like Twitter, Facebook I'm on Twitter my watch name's
2: you- uh, my name is. My, my spelling is Vosheen <laughs> Connerty on Twitter and Facebook, I'm on, and I've got a, a web page which I sort of hate. Um, but you can have a look at it. Okay. <laughs> Everybody just, hates their yeah, webpage. Yeah, it's just so gross. But yeah, I'm, I've got a webpage <laughs> and I will update that. Uh, but Twitter is probably for better for me. If I get, if I'm gonna be doing lots of new material gigs. I'm meant to be going on that sort of little tour in the, in next year. Um, but i doing loads. Of, I'll be doing loads of club gigs. I'm just sort of doing loads of new and stuff. So I'm quite excited about because I didn't do Edinburgh this year. So. And last year I was filming Man Down, but this year I didn't do anything in August and I felt a bit like I'd been kept a year back at school Mm -hmm. because we were meant to be filming. And so I'm a bit like stand-up ready at the moment and I'm writing some stuff. And what
1: about Australia? Is there any plans to come back to Australia? (sighs) I'd love to to come back to
2: Australia. I'd love to. I had so much fun in Australia. I don't know. Obviously because this Man Down goes into March next year – so maybe not next year, the year after, but I might come and do a few, just a few gigs, but I'm not doing the festivals, I don't think, which I really love. Melbourne Festival is incredible and I did Roadshow. Um, oh, so, did you do Roadshow? Yeah, show? yeah. Where did you go on the Comedy we, Festival Roadshow? I'm road so show. bad. I'm so, Bendigo. Uh-huh. Um, Calundra, <laughs> right, uh, Caloundra. 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 that's good. That's good. Uh, good. good. That's good. Uh, okay, what's the one? Uh, it's a city. Brisbane, which Brisbane. is great. Uh-huh. Um, oh, my God. I'm so bad with them.
1: Where'd you play in Brisbane? At the Powerhouse? Yes.
2: Okay, which yeah. is incredible. was yes, lovely. Nice. Yeah. Calundra had the best pizza... Oh really? I've ever had in the entire world
1: right yeah take that Italy yeah
2: I mean literally and America
1: I, I, the I, two places it, famous for pizza it was easy. you were in New York last yeah. week
2: yeah and I stand by it right. I stand by it <laughs> wholeheartedly stand by it I'm telling you it was easily the best place. I genuinely had like a game changing moment do you
1: know what the name of the it was, place it's was wherever, it's,
2: we did quite a big theatre there because uh-huh. um, it was two shows a day and it was around the corner from the theatre right. but it was inc- like I ate it and I was like no you're just really hungry that's what this is yeah. and then a couple of days that one. you're going to test that pizza again. Right. That's what I tell myself most. Are. I'm just doing another yeah, test. I'm going to test. <laughs> this is science. <laughs> was, I
1: mean, you've got to have... Yeah. <laughs> you've got to taste the pizza like... Twice. Every, yeah, like, yeah. At least twice. You can't like... I mean, you've got to at least peer review something, right? You've exactly. got to get someone else to taste the pizza and as I well. And I did. It right. all in, and everyone was like, this is incredible. Yeah.
2: And um, yeah, it was one of my best
1: pizzas. I've always got a real... I've got a lot of love wow. in my heart for Calundra. <laughs> I love it. Also, I love the fact... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you do it in Australia. Oh my God, there's this really nice pizza shop. Like, named... Never underestimate the
2: power of pizza when you're a long way right. from home and you're... I loved it. It was great. I did it. I, I really enjoyed it. So very like America, the... the Sort of the, the wide open spaces and stuff. You can see that sort of there is a more there is a positivity there that isn't. I think England, we will hit water at mm-hmm. some point if we dr- if we dr- if we drive straight right. from the south to the you know you can drive for ten hours at 11-12 hours you'll hit water. If you so much as move the, like to the left or the right you'll hit water in five. Right, you know, kind of. Right. and that thinking is you know kind of your physical environment affects you. Whereas Australia, you go yeah, I can see there's a lot <laughs> like it's, it's similar to America that it's like there's just open road and that's really I don't know when you were driving across it I felt really like wow everything's possible and this you know it just yeah it was a really i really loved it so i saw a lot of dead kangaroos which no one warned you about they're like stupid <laughs> like there's roads that no cars are down and they've been hit by cars and i'm like there's not a car near here like how many um
1: so i saw like 10 dead kangaroos before i a alive one. that's like I mean that's probably something we should tell people yeah because people come over thinking like oh kangaroos and you're like... gonna
2: see way more dead ones before you see a live one it's like if you're gonna meet a person you, went, you need to go through the morgue first and then you'll meet Jim that's right. what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like by the time I met Jim I was like right. oh god just thank god he's alive you know, like, like, wh- but I also was really worried for him I was like out of the road
1: <laughs> so upset on the way here today my uber I ran over five bald eagles <laughs>
0: I mean it was amazing <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, but they're, yeah, out, out. I mean, well, that's the thing. People either come to the cities and expect they'll see kangaroos, which, of course, you won't no. because they're wild animals, yeah. or they go out in the country and they're <laughs> like, hang on, why are they all being hit by cars and being shot by farmers? Yeah. This seems like some crazy world that you live in.
2: insane. I loved it. I, I, really, I think the people are really nice, and I thought Melbourne was an amazing city. It yeah, really is brilliant. a really kind that of – That festival's amazing. It's incredible, and the comedy, you don't see – no, I didn't see anything bad, which sort of freaked me out a bit as well. Because Edinburgh, because it's curated a little bit more. Right. Um, Edinburgh does have that risk, and so there's different. But in, in sort of some, as a comedy lover, sometimes oh, it's quite nice. So you're not going to see anything like what's what happened, you know? Um, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: and
2: it's
1: all. I mean, the thing about Melbourne, I think, is because I went to Edinburgh this year just yeah. for a few, like you know, ten days, and it was great, brilliant. Loved yeah. it. Like you know, just did some gigs, yeah. had some fun, saw some shows. It was great. But you are. Like you just like there's just so much stuff. Yeah. I don't know how anyone chooses exactly. what to go and see. Exactly. I get why people go and see the big stars off the telly because like with yeah you just go well at least I've heard of that. Yeah, person. totally. How do you find and look the good little shows do
0: actually
2: like eventually the people free hear, fringe this year was massive you know and that, that helped massive. you know kind of and I think you know there is still but it's just that thing like exactly what you say is sprawling and massive and huge and if you we're comics and we find it hard to right. you know but imagine you were just the layman who goes up as I just want, and I think that would be a bit overwhelming and if I. I sometimes of forget that how up because I like the risk of Edinburgh comparatively to other festivals. Where you go, you never know what you're going to see on any given day. But I forget that most of the time I'm there for the month, and I can right. take those risks. Whereas if I'm there for three days, and some people go like, "Oh, I just wow. saw three really bad things." Bad things in a row. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's so upsetting. What about the first year you went? Like, so talk us through the year. Was it the period then, or was it like the Fosters? Fosters, it was Fosters, when it was fosters yeah. Already. yeah. So what was that like? Because I mean. You'd been doing stand up like five. Yeah, I I, are. Here's my little lone fact. But in 1999, I was nominated for the Perrier Newcomer Ah. and didn't win nomination uh, that counts yeah nomination true. that
2: counts it is you get on the cards Right. <laughs> you're on the cards <laughs> yeah. mate when they gave the cards I've got your face on the oh, cards really? yeah, is yeah. that right yeah all the nominees are on oh. the cards so oh. every year oh I didn't cards. actually know that yeah 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 oh right <laughs>
1: okay well there you go <laughs> that's
2: what you do it for mate right. you're on the cards of every other person <laughs> you're just like, yeah I'm in the cards I'm in a deck of cards
1: <laughs> but um, talk me through like what that experience was like because it was your first show going there yeah like uh, d- 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 were people coming at the start, like, did people know you or anything, or were like, it was, I think was comics it hard?
2: me. I think I, I had a sort of, you know, I've, I was, I, I was having a couple of good years, sort of gigging wise, yeah. kind of, you know, like, you know, on form, you know, sort of. um uh, which is what people sometimes don't talk enough about in comedy is form and not one form mm-hmm. and not good or bad. You just go form and not form. And right. very; it, They just happen sometimes.
1: Oh, it's like, um, I mean, sports, like, it's like you look at, there yeah. can be a guy who's, like, brilliant, like, you know, and he's training the same and blah, 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 and just, you know, on the day it just doesn't quite well, Totally. Work. It's sometimes like, it's so you...
2: weird. Um, so I was doing, like, a 50-seater uh-huh. and uh, it, was, it was, I was quite proud of the show. I'd worked quite hard. But I didn't. I didn't ask for. I didn't want to know anything about press or anything about numbers. So I had a very oh. insular Edinburgh. I've got a thing in Edinburgh. I don't talk about reviews in Edinburgh. It's a rule, and I, I, stick, I make people stick to it as well. I find it makes everyone angsty. and like you know. So I just don't talk about really Talk about anyone else's reviews, and I'm really. I'll cut them off. I'll oh. be like I can't, because. It's so self-absorbed up there. If you're telling me what someone said nasty about you, my brain's going. They said that that could that could be you as well. Uh-huh. That that could apply to you. You are all this. You are you know. Uh-huh. So I, I I don't I just don't engage it, and it just makes my editor easier. I said I'm oh, sorry, dude. I'm really sorry, but I can't talk like, about reviews because I'm not reading them. Um, uh, <laughs> so I'm just don't, I don't, accept, I, I, everyone has a better day. You know what I mean? Like you just have a better also, time. Also, you can
1: read into whatever you want.
2: I'll read it in September when I get home. I'll sit there I'm right. in the safety of my home where it's not going to make me hate the audience the next night because I somehow have transferred uh-huh. them being, uh, you know. So I had a good festival. It was fine. But nothing, you know, um, a quite, oh, can I say this? No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh a quite famous pr lady uh, mm-hmm. asked me to do edinburgh with her i don't know if i can do this actually i'll cut this bit out i'll right. tell you what i've got okay. um, anyway so edinburgh was here. it was great and i didn't and, and so i didn't but i didn't i genuinely didn't know if it got reviews or anything like that and then um so i didn't know that they were ever in for nomination the the judges uh, were in
1: right you didn't know if people were coming so yeah.
2: i was in bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon when, and so no one had been in contact with me. Mm. And then some agent comes at my house <laughs> because my phone was off. Because I'd like made a point. I, like, I don't want to know anything about the dates yeah. or anything.
1: I really... Oh, yeah. So you didn't even know like it was no, necessarily the no, day like, that it was going to be... No, yeah. And
2: not like... And I'm not... I don't want to make it like I'm this innocent. Like I don't care about anything like that. But I was i think i was so nervous because i've been going quite a while and i felt like i just need to get through this month i just felt like get through this yeah. month and then have a have an overview of what you want to do with your life you know yeah. but don't um i'm very sensitive to it like we all are but i think i'm i, I get very i still get stage fright really bad oh, and, really? yeah i can still get really okay. people are quite shocked they're like but carl donnelly once said you nearly asked awesome. nika burns what she did for a living <laughs> so she was like, i was just like oh and then something happened uh, <laughs> So I didn't know who anyone was, and then at four o'clock, and my agent was outside my door, and he was like, you know, buzzing. I was like, "What's the problem?" And he was like, "Why is your phone dead? You've been nominated." Um, so that was like, the nominations like, is the nicest bit. You know, winning is great, but that nomination is a real like it was a, I, I, you know, you know, it's a kind of oh my god,
1: you know, right. someone said it's good out of like yeah. out of all this mess. Yeah, not only someone said it was yeah. good, but a series of people came and yeah. saw it and managed to agree that it totally. was totally.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a. <laughs> You just sort of go, yeah. So it was a really nice. I really enjoyed it. And then when I, won, I genuinely didn't think I was going to win. And so I sort of went out the night before and got fucking hammered, like so drunk. Then I went to Kitson's show in the morning, uh-huh. uh, and then I show up at the thing. And then I was like, I get there and I, then someone said something to me that made me think like, what? I'm holding this like, massive bottle of Lucozade. Right. because the night before I was like, this is my last <laughs> night, of winner, I'm the nominee. But tomorrow I'm out, <laughs> right, you know. Right, right. And then I won, and I was just like, my head, I just look like a thumb. I'm so boo swollen on <laughs> my head and neck. I just like because I was out till <laughs> like five. I'd been to Kitson's show. Um, um, but yeah it was great, it was nice, you know, it was a it was a it was a very they're arbitrary, you either believe they're arbitrary or they're oh, not. And no no show can be deserving of it. I hate that word, and you go, Well, there's so many shows on any given night and sometimes it comes together and it's your day and sometimes it's not. I think if you stop believing that like, I deserved it oh that's ruling out five hundred and ninety shows in Edinburgh that they you know, might not have seen on on their best nights. I or... saw
1: in Edinburgh this year, yeah. just to make that very yeah. point, I've seen Justin Hamilton's show. He, yeah. he was over in Edinburgh doing a show. Yeah. And you won't even believe this when I tell you this, but I've seen that show and I saw like a bunch of really good shows. All the shows yeah. I went and saw in Edinburgh were shows that were getting like four, totally. five star like, reviews. Really... I
2: went to see amazing shows right.
1: this year in Edinburgh, yeah. His show was easily as good as like the top 10 or 20% of yeah. those shows. Like yeah. Easily. Yeah. Like by any like anyone who saw it, yeah. he did not get a review during the festival I mean that's insane not even yeah. got a review like for a show that if people had seen it would have like ranked it
2: yeah. in their
0: top like shows like yeah. I mean so
1: you you have to have right. that
2: otherwise it buy you buy into <laughs> some sort of you just have to. I mean, mm-hmm. the year you know, the year I, nom- I got nominated, there was other shows that like Nick Helm didn't get nominated for newcomer mm-hmm. He did his first show, you know, kind of. And like, so I just think there's a million of those at any given time. So if you get it, enjoy the afternoon. I'm really good friends with Sarah Pascoe and James mm-hmm. and everyone who's nominated Liam Williams. But Sarah texted her, I was like, just enjoy your afternoon. No matter, it's silly. I was like, it's a great day for all the days in Edinburgh when you sold nine and you're sitting there and you feel like the world, you know. <laughs> and everyone has those days. Right. Where you feel like, what am I doing? <laughs> like what the fuck am i doing here enjoy it for that that you have half hours in this business every half hour whatever well, it would be edinburgh or a nice thing and enjoy them cuz right. they're just half hours and you just go it's fine they're silly and arbitrary but they enjoy them they're a thing that for the time when it was really bad have a nice have a nice afternoon, you
0: know. That's, it, that's yeah. a
1: nice note for us to feature. Yeah. This was like, this. that was American of us. We've finished <laughs> this with a moral.
0: Yeah.
1: We, like, <laughs> we've, we've wrapped it up. We've had a hugging moment at the end. I like it. Thank you so much for doing the Thanks podcast. Thanks
2: so much for having me, my love.